You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more about this show and my other show, Enthusiasts, plus to get the latest interviews, K-pop news, album reviews, and so much more, subscribe to the show's free newsletter at 17karatkpop.substack.com. Enjoy the show! Hi everybody, welcome back to 17 Karat K-pop. Today you're going to hear my interview with Krista Yuns. Krista runs the House of Creativity, spelled H-A-U-S, a big colorful creative place where all are welcome. She's also a singer-songwriter who's worked on songs for TWICE, TXT, BOA, Taeyeon from Girls' Generation, BTS, the list goes on and on. Enjoy hearing about both her company and songs. For those who uh, are unfamiliar with your work, would you mind just kind of introducing yourself and giving a little background about your evolution, your journey, how you got started in songwriting and setting up this house? Yes. My name is Christy Youngs. I was born in Flint, Michigan. I went to school uh, at Berkeley College of Music in Boston, and I was an artist first. I never really wanted to write songs for anyone else. And I was dating a guy when I went to Berkeley who was my producer. And after Berkeley, we moved to Nashville and I was writing for myself and he was producing me as an artist. And I had written, I think, a a song for one of his really good friends. And he was like, you're really good at writing for other people. You should do it. And I was like, no, I'm okay." And then the next day I was like, "Okay, I'll try it. (laughs) And that was like this really the start of me writing songwriting for other people. And so I spent the next year and a half in Nashville co-writing like twice a day. Um, I would do writers rounds multiple times a week where, you know, you would play with other songwriters around town and share the songs that you had written. And so I did that for a year and a half. And then after that, I moved to L.A. and met my mentor, David Quinones. And he was part of something called the writing camp with Erica Nuri and um, Evan Bogart. And so I met him in person the first week that I was in L.A. And it was just like instant sessions. I was writing for people all the time. I was being introduced to multiple artists and songwriters and producers. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, I'll get my first number one in a year. And then I'll go back and focus on my artistry. And it's been 10 years. (laughs) It's been 10 years of writing for people. And I still release songs. I do a lot of features for DJs, my own stuff, sync stuff, oddly enough, toy commercials for toy companies for like Walmart and stores like that. But it's been just a really interesting journey and road that I didn't think I would turn on to. And it's been awesome. Yeah, that's so interesting. So it was all kind of like you accidentally fell into this. Well, I gave it a shot and I was like, you know, this will be an easy way for me to get recognized first. And it turns out, Hope, that it's not easy (laughs) being a songwriter, but Mm -hmm. I've had success doing it and I really enjoy writing for other people as much as, you know, I enjoy writing for myself. Yeah. So you've been doing that the past 10 plus years, but how long have you been working with the House of Creativity and how did you, at what point did you start that? A couple years ago, I had this idea to start a company called the House of Creativity, and I had purchased my first house in L.A., and I wanted to create an environment for people to come in and work that was creative and bright. And so that was my first thought. And so I was like, okay, I'll just start a company and bought my house, started redoing my house. I have like a all pink glitter wall in my hallway, and my studio is in what used to be the main living room. And I'm going to be redoing my garage and turning that into the studio in another space. But I just don't, I'm not a big fan of writing in dark studios. I never have been. And I and I wanted to create a vibe. And so that's where it started. 
And then my lawyer, Josh Dreon, and I started talking maybe, I don't know, a year ago. And we started just toying around with the idea of songwriting camps. So we had our first songwriting camp that we host in Inglewood, New Jersey at Alicia Keys' old house. We brought in 12 different creatives. H. Kenneth was one of them. I know that you did a podcast with him. Yeah. Um, Rufio Hooks, who wrote Butter for BTS. My mentor, David Quinones, came. And just a bunch of really awesome, like Bipolar Sunshine, Sinclair, um, this girl named Alex Veltri. I just had a really great group of people. After that experience, I figured out how to, to put on camps. And so moving forward, we're going to be doing a lot more camps. We're doing a sync camp with BMG, co-sponsoring a sync camp with BMG in June in LA, and then hopefully more camps to come in different countries and different states. I hadn't really thought about it before, but yeah, it seems odd that there's so many the basic typical look of a recording studio is so blah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like a light girl. I want lights. I want color. I want toys around and inspiration. I have a bed in my studio, a twin bed that I turned mm -hmm. into the writing bed because I really enjoy laying down. <laughs> so I'm mm -hmm. like, if I can be horizontal, I'm, I'm great. So I just wanted to make it really comfortable and fun. Probably not like a day-to-day a -day, like routine there, but what's it like? Like if you wanted to go visit the House of Creativity and work, would you just like walk in and get started? Is there a, a certain routine to the place or... No, you just come in. It's my house. So it, it feels like home. And I have people come in all the time and we collaborate and we write for other people. We write for them. I'm doing some sync EPs right now for BMG. So I have artists come in. My friend Nifa has been over a lot doing that kind of stuff. And Kenny's been over. H. Kenneth has been over multiple times. And it's just a really chill environment to create. Basically, each day, it sounds like you don't really know everyone you're going to work with. It's whoever comes. Well, I mean, I definitely book it out. So I know in advance who's coming over. I work a lot by myself as well. So I'm here every single day, whether it's, you know, just top lining tracks for Korea or working on other projects, like I said before, sync. But every day is very different depending on what projects I have going on and, and what I'm doing. I mean, the end of the month will probably be me all by myself here <laughs> for a couple of weeks because I'm doing a third splice pack. That'll be the first splice pack that is being released under the House of Creativity umbrella. So it'll be 50 hooks, which I'm excited about because a lot of DJs have, you know, used the Splice Pack for, for their production. So that's going to be really interesting and fun and a lot of work. Yeah, it sounds like it. Is that the Splice Pack and the other term you use, the sync, are, those, are you referring to like just kind of like vocal bits, like not a full song that you record? So for sync, it's a full song. It's oh, all okay. projects like we're doing sync EP. So it's five songs each. They pick a specific genre and then I bring in whoever I think is the best to collaborate on on it with me. So my friend Jan, Jan Perchuk, has been working on basically, I think, all of the sync projects with me. And then I'll bring in different artists. So I have a friend in Korea. Um, you probably know him. He's a, an amazing artist. His name is Niwa. So Niwa and I just did a full five song EP of duets for television and film placement. Do you always kind of know where that stuff will end up or does it just... Uh... It depends. Like for those projects that I'm doing specifically for Sync, I have obviously an idea of what the project is for. But, you know, sometimes people will just come over and we'll write a song. And then when the song's finished, I'll have to figure out what artist, what A&R to send it to, to try to get it placed. So all the songs that we wrote for the camp in New Jersey, I just wanted everyone to come in and write songs they love. 
after we were finished, I was like, I'll figure out where to place them when we're done. So yeah, it just really depends. I mean, there are definitely like a lot of the stuff that I get from Korea, especially from big hit, you know, they'll send me the track and they'll be this, they'll say this is for BTS or this is for TXT. And then I'll know exactly who I'm writing for. But sometimes it's not like that. And we'll just write really great songs that we love. And then we'll figure out who we want to send it to when it's done. Do you have kind of a different approach to when you're making a song that's just just totally like for yourself? Or I'm just curious how you balance knowing you're working on an assignment for someone else versus just free for yourself to use. I don't really think there's much of a difference besides me allowing myself to put in more personal details that maybe not everybody would know what I was talking about, but I do. I give myself that leeway because it's my art. So I don't really care as much about pleasing anyone else, if that makes any sense. I just really have to love it. Whereas if I'm writing for a specific band or group or artist, I really have to figure out like where they're coming from, what they want to write about, or if, if the brief says, you know, we want a song like this, or we want a song that sounds like this, then I'll take those things into consideration. But at the end of the day, if I don't love it, I won't send it. I make sure that I really love what I do. So there are quite a few specific K-pop songs that you've worked on that I would love to hear more about. First up, I'd love to know if there's a story behind currently one of my favorite songs probably of the year so far, which is Sugar Rush Ride by TXT. I love that song. So my friend Maya Marie and I wrote that together. And we, we obviously there's more writers on there, but the parts that we wrote, we wrote together. And the title was already in place. So that made it really cool because I'm like, okay, we actually weren't in the same room when we wrote it. I don't think, I think I sent her the track and I had the track. And then I was like, I'm going to do this part. You do this part. And then we put it together and tweaked it a little bit and sent it over. But I think we went through a couple of versions of that before they settled on. And God, I don't know which one they settled on. I think it was the first one, but I could be wrong before they liked it. That was one of the songs that I heard the track and I was like, I love this. Like, mm -hmm. I love this. And it was really easy to write to. The title was really cool, too, because I was like, I would have never thought of that. So it was definitely like a huge collaborative effort. But all the other writers on it, it's interesting because sometimes when you write for, for artists, every songwriter is doing their own thing at their own studio. And then you see the whole picture come together and you're like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. You know, and you couldn't mm -hmm. have done it by yourself. Like you couldn't have come up with the finished product by yourself. And that's one thing I really like about working with Big Hit and other Korean labels. I've met people through co-writing songs with people I've never met, which is really awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. It's like so many moving parts, but somehow you get this cohesive final product. Well, that's how I met Candace Sosa, who did Euphoria for BTS. I didn't know her at all. And we were on the same album and I figured out that she lived in LA and I threw this little brunch thing and she came and we met and then we became friends. So while you worked on Sugar Rush Ride, did you know right away that you were writing for TXT? Yes. Was that the same way with Puma? Because I know you worked on that too. Yes. I always know who I'm writing for with them so weird I'm so into like manifestation and the law of attraction and all of that stuff and I, I was talking to Maya after we were done and I'm like Maya I feel like this is the single and she's like how do you know and I'm like I don't but I just really feel like it's the single and she's like mm -hmm. okay and then it turned out to be the single 
That's interesting. And not right away either. It was like the second single. Yeah, it was so cool. And that's kind of the same thing that happened with Home. By BTS. Yeah, because I had met the A&R a couple years prior at a songwriting camp when I was in Korea. And she didn't work for Big Hit at the time, but we became like friends. And I guess she remembered me, but she reached out through Instagram and was like, hey, do you want to write for, for TXT? And I was like, sure. And in my mind, I was like, I'm totally getting a BTS cut soon. And I think it was like <laughs> four or five months later that Home happened been like a really cool experience with with that label yeah for sure you have also done quite a bit of writing for twice and i'm just curious if you have any specific stories about working on their music and also just have you kind of figured out like what kind of song and what kind of sound they like and do you kind of have an idea in mind now right away like how to write like specifically for them I don't know if I would say that I know how to write specifically for them, but I think that because I've done K-pop songwriting for such a long time, when I'm writing from one artist, it's definitely a different approach than if I'm writing for a group. With a group, I'm trying to make sure that everyone in the group has their time to shine and their star is just as bright as everyone else's. I bring that approach to writing for groups, no matter if it's Twice or TXT or BTS or whoever. It helps because the producer that I've worked with for Twice has amazing tracks. And I would have to say, like, a lot of the, the producers that I work with are just great. And mm -hmm. so it makes my life a lot easier because I'm writing to tracks that are awesome. So that all, all this, the songs that I've written for Twice um, have been with the same producer. So I feel like we kind of have a flow. Yeah, that makes sense. And I believe you did backing in some extra stuff for The View by Stray Kids. I did. I was so excited about that. I listened to the final and I was like, oh my God, it's me. <laughs> How did that come about? What's the story there? I did the demo. I did that session with them in person, which was the first and only time I've ever written with a Korean band slash artist. You did this in Korea or? I did it in, in LA. Oh, okay. It was a really dope session. Like they're so talented. Mm -hmm. They just like hopped on the mic and I was like, oh, you guys are <laughs> like, not that I didn't think they were before, but you know how you just are around really talented people and you're like, oh yeah, I get it. Like mm -hmm. I'm actually watching this happen and like, I get it. That was a cool session because I went there and, um, and the producers were already at the studio and I'd gotten there and they started playing like all of these different tracks and I had to leave the studio because sometimes I just get overwhelmed and I don't want to hear the track until the artist is there because I want to be able to lay down like my first ideas without having, you know, thought about it for too long. But Telecast, they produced it. They were co-producers on that. So they were there and they started playing tracks and I was like, just call me when, when they get here and I'll come in. So they came in and and they laid down their vocals and then I did backgrounds after at my studio and I didn't think anything of it. I just wanted to make the demo really great. And then they sent me the final. I was like, oh my God, it's me. I was like, I'm, yeah, like that's part, cool. I'm part of the band, but I'm not really part of the band. <laughs> yeah. Is there a specific K-pop song you've worked on that, I know you said you kind of have an intuition when it's going to be a hit, but has there been any specific one you've worked on where you really didn't know and you were very pleasantly surprised at how well received it was? I would say that would be home for me for BTS because I had written so many, I'd written so many top lines to so many different tracks for that album. That wasn't the one I thought was going to hit, but I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. Sometimes I'm like the things that I think are like, I'm like, oh yeah, I, like I did a good job, but like, I think this one's better and it's not the one that was chosen. So it's just, you never know. Yeah. You worked, I believe, on Yet to Come. Did you work on Yet to Come just the Hyundai version or the full version? I just worked on the, I did a couple of English lyrics for that song. 
Okay. I was just yeah. curious how your approach to that went, because that's what I thought that you just worked with that version of it. Yeah, I did. I was in New York, actually, and uh, they asked me to do it and I didn't have time. I don't know what I was doing. And then a couple days passed and they asked me to do it again. And I was like, okay, I think I've only said no to Big Hit that time. Maybe one other time because I've been busy, but everything else that they ever have asked me to do, I've done because who doesn't want to be a part of BTS or TXT? It's a great label. They're great bands. And I'm super appreciative of every opportunity they've given me because without them, I wouldn't have Billboard number ones and platinum and gold albums. So I'm just I have a lot of gratitude for them. Do you have any specific memory that stands out to you, like a song you've worked on for them or for another K-pop artist who that song is a special memory for you because of you remember where you were when you saw a big achievement it had or some other big moment for you? I mean, I found out on Twitter that On was a single and Sia was being featured on it and I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. I called Julia Ross because she had written some stuff with me for that and I was screaming in my backyard. I was so excited because Sia's like, I mean, obviously BTS, but also Sia. And I was like, you couldn't, they're like my two favorite. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they were together and I was like, I was like, this is the best day of my entire life. So. Do moments like that happen where, like, you don't really realize your son ended up there until you see the track list on Twitter or something? You know, obviously, there's, like, all the legal stuff that my lawyer has to take care of. And so I know when I have a placement, but I never know really when it's coming out or if it's going to be a single. So that's always a surprise. Is there any specific K-pop song you haven't talked about yet that really you just want to share because it's a great story behind it? Or there's just something interesting people would find surprising about how you worked on it or anything like that i would say so honey and diamonds by boa i was in korea when i wrote that but co-wrote it with my friend max song who i love incredibly talented and great vocalist he'll never admit that but he's a great vocalist and amazing vocal producer great songwriter great producer he was one of the first people that i met the first time i went to korea I knew we had something really special with that song and it took a while for it to come out, but I was so proud of that song because it was such a fun session and we were at the SM studios in Korea writing that and it was with friends and it was just such a cool vibe and I don't know, I was just really proud of that song. Yeah, for sure. Are there any specific K-pop artists you haven't written for yet that you really want to? Yes, I would love to write with Blackpink. That would be amazing. I believe you did work on something for them that I think is coming out just for yourself. Close my eyes. Is that right? Yeah, I did that for them. Gosh, a couple of years ago with my friend, OK Kenji, who I met in Korea. He lives in Atlanta, but I think I don't remember. I think it was Ultra or someone reached out to me. And I remember this. God, it had to have been maybe like five years ago or four years ago. And they were like, can you get this song done by tomorrow at 7 a.m. or something? And I think it was like 9 p.m. the the night before and I'd already done like a couple songs and I was dying. And I was like, yep. I remember sitting at my desk and I think I fell asleep on my desk and started drooling. And then I woke up and then I finished it and I turned it in on time. And I will always remember that because I was like, I love the song. And then they didn't end up taking it, which is totally fine. But I'm releasing it now because I I just love it. Yeah, you never know. Maybe they'll remix it someday. (laughs) I mean, who knows? I was thinking about putting together a a compilation of songs and calling it K-pop rejects and just me putting it out as an artist. Cause I have so many K-pop songs and I'm like, I really want them to come out. <laughs> yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. You never know with like TikTok and stuff. Some songs suddenly become popular and get new interest after years of, you know, being out there. So. Exactly. I mean, that's what happened to Lizzo. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you never know. Yeah. I'm open. I'm totally open. Awesome. Before I let you go, is there any social media you want to plug for the House of Creativity? Uh, any PSA you want to have about that or your own music? Just any shout out, anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'd love for everyone to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's just at Krista Youngs, K-R-Y-S-T-A-Y-O-U-N-G-S. The same thing for the House of Creativity and house is spelled H-A-U-S. And then I have a really cool side project that I have been working on for about a year with my friend Zach called Join the Cult. And that's going to be six singles that are going to, the first one's being released in May. So Join the Cult on all platforms, which is join and then T-H-A and then cult with a K, K K-U-L-T. I have really, really cool projects I'm working on, singles coming for myself and that side project. And uh, yeah, and then you can follow the House of Creativity to to see what we're doing with more songwriting camps and placements and different artists that we're working with. And yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for telling me a bit about your past work in the House of Creativity. Thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you and uh, have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.